the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Um, and we have Lynn White here. So, um, hi, Lynn. Well, I heard she heard me. Let me take some questions and then we'll uh, get on. We'll talk with Lynn White, who you're going to love. Arnold's from New York. Hi, Arnold. Okay. I wanted to know, I, I live in a rent-stabilized building. And the question Say is, that is again, how Arnold? a rent-stabilized building? Rent-stabilized. Go ahead. And I'm talking about the lease. How significant or important is the original lease? Because I've been here 16 years. The landlord claims he doesn't have a lease, and I don't have the lease. So now maybe there's a question as to the proper charges he's been charging because rent stabilized has certain you know, rates of increase. So I'm saying is that very, very significant as far as if I dispute wait, wait, anything? You, you have a rent stabilized apartment. Do you have a current lease, or do you or do you have no lease that you can find? No, I have no lease. But what I'm saying is the original lease I should have had, but I lost it. Oh, I've been here 16 years. Okay. The landlord says he doesn't have his original lease. Is there any real significance with that original lease as far as rent increases or? Well, it would be helpful, but I'm sure you know Jerry's not here. But if you. Uh if you leave me uh, an email or a place to get a hold of you, I think there's a way you could. I would. I would think that they have to record them somewhere. Rent stabilized apartments. Um, okay. Uh, I the think o- there's a way that you could get that we could try to find your original lease. I don't think it's going to be a problem. I just think that you know, if you've been there 16 years, I mean, the fact that you're there 16 years is you're there. And, okay. if, you know, I don't know what you were paying. How much more are you paying from 16 years ago? Okay, it started out at 500 in 1989, mm-hmm. and today it's 958. But what I'm thinking is this. Since this is a small eight-unit building with one landlord who does everything, maybe I've been being overcharged, and that's the reason why he claims he does not have the original lease. Because I figure any business should be Was he there the whole 16 years? Yeah, yeah, he was the owner. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, okay, I'll look into it, but let me say this to you. Yes. You are lucky if you have a rent. I mean, that's like gold now. They're hard to yeah, get. Yeah, I realize. And so you don't want to cause too much trouble um, because you, you just don't. Let us, no, no, if, you, if you just leave me in place, I'll find out if there's a way we could, because I would think they have to have that recorded somewhere. See, um, what I'm thinking is, 
he's like uh, a not too nice landlord. So what he's doing is trying to uh, irritate the tenants and have them evicted so that he can get that new rent money, you know. Because, well, you know, listen, when you reach a... If you're, you know, look, I'm not going to tell you I never heard that before because, right. truthfully, they are not making the money they could make if they were able to rent it at right. market value. Right, fair market value. So, yes, could they be annoying the tenants to try to hope that they get out? Yes. And, so, and on, on top... Yeah, but, you know, you don't want to... You, you know, no, you I'm having a little problem with them you now. You don't want to have to get I'm, out, so even no, he's annoying unless he, you no, know... I'm paying, and I don't have that. That's not the real issue. But what I'm saying is, right now, like, for the last increase, according to what rent stabilization allows, you know, the board, every summer they announce, he's over. So I've been paying the 958, but he takes it. But he's like a bluff game. Then when he sent the uh, different increases, they were way out of line. They're higher than the uh, what they tell you. Yeah, much higher. Much higher. So I didn't didn't bother to to, uh, comply with those, but he still accepts the 958. So recently, I was in court for what you call holdover, because see, I pay my rent all the time. So the holdover but you were in court as a holdover tenant. That's the legal term I think that they use. Like when it's other than the rent, it's like maybe the company you keep or something to that effect. Maybe I'm not giving you the right term. Right, You're right. a holdover or whatever they call it. So anyway, that's about to be resolved, but I'm saying... But wait, but they took you to court for a whole, saying that you should have been gone? No, no. The term, maybe I don't have the right legal term. I'm trying to catch it. It's not for the rent. It's like holdover. In other words, it's like a nuisance or, or something like that. Well, holdover tenant really... Maybe you have the wrong word because I don't think holdover Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I may not have the right word, but that's what I'm saying. I always pay my rent on time. And another thing right quick, like since April... It was a period where like five rent checks went through to him and he never took them to the bank. But the judge told him something about we're going to have to check this and that. And then shortly after that court date, five or six checks go to the bank. So you see, he, he's not really an ethical type person. So is, is that a problem legally for him? The fact that he holds the tenants like five or six checks and then deposits them all in one night. He wants them to say bounce so that then there's a problem with me, but I haven't been... I would keep very good records, Arnold. I would, when I... No, I have yeah. Keep very good records. I don't really know his motives, you know? I don't know if he's holding right, right. the checks and then he can say that you paid late. I don't yeah, know. I think he wants to say I, I bounce, you know, because five checks at one time would be too much for anybody, most likely. Yeah. I would just keep very good records. I wouldn't tell him that. I wouldn't alert him you to know. anything as far as, like, you, you know, you... But I right. would keep notes, accurate notes and dates and times. Because one thing I can tell you is when it comes to that, if he's playing games, he'd be in a lot of trouble. But sometimes you okay. can't prove it. So just okay. keep good records. And if you leave me a number or someplace, I'll find out about that lease for you. Okay, I'll leave that number. And what, fortunately, I was able to get a printout. So my little attorney has been aware of it. But I'll go to court with him on January the 25th. But, uh, they were speaking in terms of a discontinuance, if that's the correct word. And he, he's going to probably renege because there's nothing for him to gain. I mean, I've been paying my rent and maybe the 958, even if you go back, do the back math, might be a little bit too much. But he still accepts the checks, but he's trying to get even more money through the well, paperwork. You're in, that he's you're, in, you're in court now about this? Well, I'm in court, yeah, with the, uh, what you call withholding or holdover. It's not for the rent. 
But no, no, that has time, to do with not paying the rent. It means I, I, I'm assuming that it means that you're a tenant that they wanted to get out. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm did, saying is the, the rent okay, was not a problem. But okay, uh, he held the rent checks. So when you go to court, they say, what about the rent? And I'm telling them I paid the rent, so-and-so like I've been doing all the time. And then that's when the judge had words with him. And then all of a sudden, two or three days after that court date, he takes them to the bank. I guess they tell them they're going to check this, that, that. And I got a printout from my bank. So, so is it, you know what? I don't know all the facts. It sounds like he was playing a game there. But I think the judge is going to be in your favor. Uh, but I do know, listen, the, the landlords yes. tried. Is everybody in rent control or have they converted some uh, people? The, to the entire rent? building is rent, yeah, rent stabilized. Mm-hmm. Everything is rent stabilized there. Yeah, so, I, you know, the court's going to work in your favor. Keep good notes. Okay. Um, and do us, keep us posted, and we'll find out about the lease. But do me a favor. Call us back and let us know how you make out in court. I'd be I will. Thank you very much. Enjoy the show. You too. Thanks, Arnold. Um, before I take Rosalie, let me... Lynn? Yes. Hi, Lynn. How I'm are so you? I'm so glad to see you. I was telling everybody all your accolades and Aww. how much you've done. And we're so glad to have you. And well, it's to... really an honor to be speaking with the Dottie Herman, the goddess of real estate. <laughs> no, you're the goddess. I told everyone she's smart and beautiful and Aww. talented. A reflection of you, my friend. So what are you up to? I told everybody all the accolades. I know that all the radio, the real estate, the shows you, TV. Yes, I'm doing all of the above, um, doing a, a podcast on real estate. Also, I'm working with a woman named Judy Licht, who is a big name in media. We've worked together for many, many years. Um, and we're doing a podcast on the media. It's called News Broads. Wait, News Broads? You, you speak a little louder, Lynn. It's hard. Yes, News Broads. Oh, I don't broad. have my mic. Yeah, I don't have my speakers. It's called News Broad. It is, and we have a website, newsbroads.com, and we have, um, we have a page on Facebook. And what we do is we interview people about the changes that we're seeing in media, which is, you know, every day something shifts. Um, and with this new administration, not so new anymore, there's so many issues of the freedom of the press, um, the right to speak. And are things changing? Has Fox News shifted things? Has CNN shifted things? And where are we going with it? So we kind of tackle those issues once a week. Okay, so if you, because we'll post and everybody should go to your site. And well, the world is changing. It's kind of crazy. And I think uh, somebody said to me, oh, I'd rather live when, you know, I, I, I just think it's gotten kind of a, a little ugly. And, well, you know what? Also, Dottie, I believe that the world works in cycles. You know, we go through periods when people are happy and they're prosperous. And then you go through periods like the one we're going through now where you have a market that's up and down, where you have real estate that's not really moving much of anywhere. Um, and then we have to look at why. Why are these things happening? And we have to fix what's broken. And I think we need to address that first before, you know, we kind of complain about the change because sometimes change is needed and it always happens no matter what. Well, I think that those are very smart words. I think a lot of people complain, um, but I always say, okay, so you maybe can't change the world, but instead of complaining, be one of the people that are proactive. Exactly. Uh, okay. And you're right. Things do change. The world can't stay the same. Uh, and I think that 
to be proactive, even though you say I'm one person, what can I do? Well, if everyone does a little something, it all adds up. So yes, I, you raise the consciousness yeah. of the world, of your state, of your city, of your family, and your orbit of friends. And that's very important for us to progress as a people, as a culture. Yeah. So, Lynn, hold on one second. I mean, I just want to take a quick question. She's been on the line, and uh, we'll be maybe she has a question for you. Rosalie from Staten Island. Hi. Good morning. I guess it's almost good hey. afternoon. Hey, Dottie. It's Rosalie. I'm sorry. Rosalie. I have a quick I'm a realtor here on Staten Island, and I also um, do business in Brooklyn. In the last few years, uh, the majority of buyers, and they've been very aggressive buyers, trying to buy multiple homes, have been the Chinese. Mm-hmm. However, in the last year and a half, they've been having trouble getting their money out of China because the government is not happy of all these millions and millions of dollars leaving their country. And we also have restrictions on our end in the U.S. that the money has to be in an account for X number of months. Mm-hmm. How do you think, besides the obvious, it's going to affect their buying power, not just in the New York City area, especially Brooklyn, but all over the world, as I understand they're buying how do I think it's going to affect I mean, their buying power? Yeah. I think that um, I think that people got their. I think that there was a boom a couple of years back because they and they got their money out, um, right. and those people already had their money out. I think that their restrictions are. I think that they'll go back and forth. I think the government um, wants to, you know, seeing too much money go out. And then they'll get to a point where they will let it go out again. I, I just think it's in phases. Um, and I think that at least in New York City, uh, you know, you saw the, you know, back there was Russians and then it was, they were like the biggest bars and there was Chinese. Um, I think you're going to see, I think right now the world is, and Lynn, maybe you could comment on this. I think a lot of times when the, when the world is kind of in a, or the U.S. is kind of in a place where no one knows exactly what's going on or what's going to happen, people tend to not make as many moves. People tend to kind of take a step back and wait and see what's going to happen. I agree. It also stagnates the market, which, you know, uh, as brokers, people in real estate, is, it's not the ideal time. But again, things do change. I think in a few years, you're going to see things move in a different way. I feel like also, you know, person with the Japanese, as you said, and the Russians and the, now uh, the Asians, I think that's always going to be the case. But We have to be protective as well, because what you see sometimes is a lot of foreign money coming in, buying the most expensive apartments. That raises the value of real estate in your town. But then the people who live there who really need housing can't afford what the new rate is. And the people who are bringing money in from other countries often don't live here. Or if they do, it's for, what, a month out of the year? And so the buildings become zombie buildings. And I think that has to be addressed at some point because it is getting a little bit out of control. We love to make money. We love to see money come into our towns. But at the same time, you've got to have a balance. And I think things are a little bit out of whack right now. Yeah, well, I think what you're saying is that a lot of the buildings that were very, very high end, you know, were yes. twenty million, were bought by foreigners who, you know, maybe they came there once a year if they did. They parked so, their money there, basically. Yeah, That's- so they got the money out of their country. And I would right. used to ask when I first came to New York, I'd ask, you know, why are you putting your money here? Well, no matter how you think of the U.S. or no matter what you think about it, at the end of the day. 
most foreigners will tell you, for them, it's the safest place to put their money. I remember a Russian guy telling me that put a lot, bought a lot of apartments here, saying, you know, Dottie, he said, in Russia, like, they can make up a law, and you then say you committed this and take and confiscate everything you have. Right. And right. they just made it up. Okay? Right. So I think, you know, for whatever, I think that the U.S. is a safe haven. But I do agree with you. I, I, you know, in most countries, you can't, in many countries, you can't buy if you're, uh, you're like, I know my girlfriend wanted to buy something in Italy because she has a boyfriend there and she could not buy in Rome. You had right. to be, you had to be an Italian citizen because there's exactly. so, there's so little housing. So, New Zealand just passed that law. Remember yeah. the story about Matt Lauer, who wa- had property there, wanted to purchase? They, they, they cut that off. They don't want foreigners buying in their countries. Um, and it's, it's a protectionist um, mechanism that I think maybe in some cases works. In other cases, like this city is an international city. Absolutely. We never work here. No. You know, we welcome foreigners. We welcome their cultures. We're, we're, we're a multicultured town, if you will. So I don't think that's going to be effective here. But I think you have to have some kind of controls knowing who these buyers are, um, if they really live here. Maybe there should be some rules of living here for a certain amount of time, you know, in order to be legally um, owners in this town. I just feel like it's a little bit out of whack at this point, and something's got to be done to, So, Rosalie, since you're still on the line, what are your your thoughts on that? Uh, I I agree. I'm sorry. What was your name? Was it Lynn? On the yeah, other Lynn. Hand? Yes. Lynn. I agree because um, what I've seen happen here is, you know, on Staten Island, you know, we don't have the multi-million dollar apartments. We have your average home. And I've seen the Chinese come and buy these homes and, and they're putting down like 50%, which means that's totally discounting people who were born and raised on Staten Island. Right. And... It it does because I fear you know even though like I love to make the money, but I'm now looking down the road. Are my children going to be able to afford to live on Staten well, Island, which has been dubbed the, you know, the least expensive borough to buy in? Right. And at the same time, even if the uh, the foreigners stop buying, the prices are not going to go down that far. So who's going to be buying the? Well, I think we're going to have such a I think big buyer's you- market. Yeah, no. But I think if you look at the demographics, you're going to see the population. I mean, the the uh, millennials are buyers, and they're the largest. They're the largest demographic. They're bigger than the baby boomers. But I think there's a point. I think Lynn brought up something that's really a good thing to to debate, because in one sense, hey, listen. You are. I, I was. I was in Saint Martin once, and a man who lived in Red Hook, which was at the time a place you wouldn't want to live in. Right. He, the guy was like seventy, and he was jumping on the beach saying, "I'm a millionaire. I'm rich. I'm rich. I'm rich." And he was telling everyone that he bought land that you couldn't give away. Everyone mm-hmm. thought he was crazy, and he never sold it because he couldn't sell it. And mm-hmm. now it was worth X amount of money, and he became a millionaire. So yeah. it, it benefits in one way to people who have property that went. Okay, in another way, it's kind of uh, makes the areas higher so that what happens to the people that can't afford to buy there anymore? Right. Uh, And again, what about these buildings that are so beautiful, have every amenity, they're expensive, they're over $20 million per unit, and nobody lives there because the people that have put their money there aren't really going to live there. It's a place, again, safe haven for cash. 
for money. Right. And that's not right, right for other people who really need places to live and can't afford them now because the average price in that neighborhood is now $20 million. But, but nobody lives yeah. there. Yeah, but let me give you the, the, the other side to that since I, I, I... You can't build. like In other words, look, if I had a place to build a, a place in New York City or someplace in Brooklyn that I could charge $750 for an apartment, I'd be, I would sell them, I would sell them the first day I put them out. Right, You exactly. can't, the cost of building, the yes. cost of land here is so expensive That's that exactly right. it's, it's, it's impossible for people to build anything that an average person would buy. Now what happens, and I guess, Lynn, you have to come back when you have more time and we have a longer show, because I could talk. I mean, it's an interesting thing. Because then what happens is, you know, you can't. And then you, you then, but then what happens to a city is where do you get the help? The help, help can't afford to live there. Right. So, uh, right. you know, and that becomes another problem. I remember out in the Hamptons, they would have to bus people in from other places because or pay the rents for them because the help that they would get for the summer couldn't afford the rentals so i think it's a double-edged sword and i and i think that you know how you begin to address that i'm not really sure because of prices but i think that if the city and i'll just use the city because i live here the people you you can people will pay more at a premium to live to a place, but if it gets to be a crazy, then they they won't. And I think that right. they're still buying, but I think that it's the high end market is slowed a bit. And uh, Rosalie, to your point, I don't think it's the end of foreign buyers at all. I just no, think that right. it's, there's more restrictions. What do you think, Gase? I mean, there's just more restrictions now, so it takes. Yeah, I think you know. It, it, there's always restrictions, right? Especially yeah. um, w- with different countries, foreign countries. But like you said, Dottie, you know, it's all timing. You know? And I see a lot of people. Um, I'm in a building. There's a lot of Mexicans, uh, people from Mexico, a lot of people from Italy, and they do not live there. They live right. sometimes. Okay. Right. <laughs> and that's, and a, that's a problem, though. You go to the gym, and you're the only one there in some of these buildings. Well, I guess, There's, you know, some people like to think, right. you know, some people but don't. I would think you'd like a community around you. That's the joy of New York. Well, um, let me say this. We have to, you, Lynn, you have to call me and come back, and we have to, and we're going to post your, your, your site so that people can go on it. But I have to say this. I always tell everyone that the world should learn a lesson from New York City because every walk of life, every nationality, every language okay you know they all live on top of each other it's a vertical city and somehow we get along okay yes. and somehow uh, we you know people could walk around nude and nobody would even know i mean it was just like so nobody true. stands out in the crowd everyone's welcome and so there's a lot of good in that and i think that new york represents what the world should be uh and that's but I'm glad to help in any way I can. And would you uh, give us all your information? So I'm going to post it so this way that people can get to you. So Absolutely. if they want to reach you, will they go on what? Again, because I want to post There are it. two sites. One is the LynnWhiteSite.com and the other one is NewsBroads.com. LynnWhite.com. Right. And news- Lynn White site. Site is S-I-T-E. And Lynn is L-Y-N-N-E. 
and then white, W-H-I-T-E, and site is S-I-T-E. I will post it. I will go on when I get home. And uh, I think our show is, we have a short show. I hope you come back so we can really have a, a real chat. And Ro- Rosalie, um, thank you for participating. Uh, but we think the real estate will manage. And I think it's a really great time to buy now. It's a Absolutely. little quiet. It's uh, a buyer's market. Yeah. And I yeah. will post Lynn's information on our site so that you can Thank all get you. it. Because if you're driving, I don't want you to be writing and driving. Um, we'll be back next week. Have a great, safe, and wonderful week. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.